Welcome to the Backwards Infect at Twitter and Gmail under that same name. I have just one question for you. How soon is now? All right. Am I dreaming or am I on the physical plane? Where am I? Who am I? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Kind of been asking that for a while. Um, yeah, the question, am I in the physical or astral? It's kind of a, it was a trigger question for me the last couple of nights um, as far as dreaming goes. And a, a lot of things happened where I was gaining some knowledge and coming off the Matrix documentary episode. It definitely feels like we hit a a high point. It's kind of what I wanted to get into as far as spiritual ascension and descension and sometimes feeling like it's going up and down or you know you might have reached a plateau and then feel like what happened or what got me off the rails or I wouldn't even say off the rails but not 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 in in a more ascending way and then days like today happen which we've already talked about today and it's like what's going on. But I, I take the knowledge that I learned, I think it was yesterday about a really key word. And I've done a little bit of research on this word and I, I, I couldn't tell you where to group it in. Um, I think it could be in a league of its own um, fascination. So I, I, I've looked up uh, definitions of fascination just to kind of paint the picture. I think going to what you were saying, um, I think one of the issues is like in terms of the spiritual path and the spiritual progression, like it hits a certain point where you can't help but to have some kind of judgment because progression is like very specifically linked to experience. And so if there begins like a long period of time when you don't have experience, it's hard to fight off that feeling of you're not getting progression. But I think it's, it just goes to show like it's, it's so tangible like, so, you know, you have a night and, and you have like a meaningful interaction with the dream realm and that kind of unlocks um, some intuition or some inner progress where you understand some more about yourself. And that kind of sends you on the way of, you know, doubling down on your discipline and you find yourself on the right track. And next thing you know, there's synchronicities and, and then it just, it kind of picks up momentum and starts rolling on itself. But I think that's the reason you have those plateaus or you have those ups and downs. It's very, very specific. It's very, very mechanical. It's you're having experiences or you're not. And then the question begins why aren't I having experiences? Yeah. And just to clarify, like ups and downs, not really the, the subtleness of the ups and downs. So when, when I say, you know, a down for me, I could be in my breath during the day and have presence, but you know, I might have <clears throat> not had the same kind of synchronistic events as the day before or epiphanies or, uh, it might've been one or two instead of like nine or 10. So that's to give you a sense up and down, not really even on, you would say down spiritual days. It's not like, uh, some brutal pit that I'm trying to get myself out of. It's just, it's just really noticeable. Um, but one of the things that I 
talked to you on Monday and then something just clicked on, on what could keep you from experience. Cause one of the things that we discovered with the astral experiences and even with your awakening, you have something creates discipline and then you work back towards it. And then even with the podcast, the guy even said, he's like, he had something his whole life he's been working towards now from when he was really, it was around my age. His whole life is dedicated to getting back to that. So I see you in that. And now I see me. Um, but those are on like really m micro levels too, daily and weekly. Like you're always trying to get back to um, a certain level of activity, a certain level of experience for because that's where the growth happens. It's where right. all understanding comes from. The word fascination hit me uh, because I noticed just in self-observation that there are times when I'm caught up in fascination and just, just to set the record on definition, fascination is a state. It's like a quality of being fascinated. Fascination is not the same as interest. Fascination is a neurological state of intense focus. One that creates an irresistible feeling of engagement. It's almost the same as falling in love which we've done one emotion love in the state of falling in love in which you can observe that relationship wise, everybody's seeking the wrong kind of love. Like as soon as love becomes a state, you've fallen into another state. Fascination is just like that. It's and it says here, yeah, there's a you're in the moment, but I would have to kind of disagree with that because it's a fall. Fascination is a fall. The quality of power of fascinating, um, the state of feeling an intense interest in something. So, the point I wanted to make is when you have a progression and that's one thing I've been looking very close at today is like a very highly impactful day. Spiritually listen to could be my most favorite podcast I've ever listened to. And maybe it's just the timing, but unbelievable synchronicity, like four hours long of the universe, just like drilling you with follow the yellow brick road, drilling you. I mean, it's like, it's like painting in my heart and I'm like singing spiritual spirituality with this guy. And it's a completely anonymous podcast. It's, it's unreal. So I'm watching myself now. I'm like, okay, where, what happens when fascination creeps in? Normally not normally when it has to do with my own physical experience like this, I'm getting it. So I don't necessarily like go into a state of fascination because it, it's coming to me. But whenever I have the experience myself, like say I have an astral experience tonight and I wake up, that's going to be my experience. In order for me to properly download that growth, it's going to be from what I've learned this week and earlier in this week, I'm going to have to keep a close eye on fascination and not to slip into that because, you know, I've had growth the last couple of weeks and I know everyone can relate that if you feel like you've leveled up, you've come like a, a better person, you overcome something that you've never been over to overcome before. And you did it with discipline and you did it with, you know, um, meditating and you, and you got there and you overcame something. Well, that could send from my own experience, you could send you into fascination, which is just like the perpetual, mind going and taking control and saying not necessarily how great you are, but just playing it over and over in your head. It's a state of fascination. It's like gasoline for the ego, but it's so tricky because it's, it almost comes across as noble. It almost comes across as like, 
you're doing some kind of good by glorifying this success that you've had, whatever it be, career, spiritually, doesn't really matter. But that fascination, I just, I saw it clearly. I was even able to go back in time and see when I was stuck in my head. And you do notice, like your awareness is like tapping you on the shoulder. It's like, you know, this is the 40th time you went over this in your head. You're in the state, you're in the state <laughs> of fascination. How long until you're going to get out? What that does, though, as a universe law, is it completely deletes. There's like a hard, there's like a hard line lesson. Like you're not going to have experiences within hours of states of fascination. And it's not like angry God punishment. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like a universe law. There's a certain amount of time that I've seen has to go by, which here we're in physical. So time space, time is a lot different than in the astral, but in any event, just me observing from my body, there's a certain amount of time that goes by. It's like, well, you created no experience. You hit the delete button. So I think I've been experiencing those throughout my spiritual journey. And it's so, I think uh, the words that you've used in, to articulate ego structures some of the words you use are, are really good, but this one is like, I've used the word noble so many times. It's like, it's, it's almost like it feels so good that you're like, wow, it's gotta be okay to do this. You know what I mean? It like feels that it almost makes your body feel good. And you're like, well, it must be okay to bask in fascination. Why not? Feels good. Yeah, I, just for the record, in the, in Gene Hart's uh, Gnostic devotional app, it, it's uh, twenty and twenty one that we were going over this week, and there's a podcast link in that app, and uh, that's the podcast Luke's referring to. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because fascination is is definitely like a built in system in terms of um the physical body or the animal body or the animal kingdom i mean you can look at like uh peacocks as an example and so that there's a sexual uh fascination that happens there with that display of feathers but one that's actually i think even more interesting than that is the predatorial fascination so humans, normally we have a fairly deep, irrational fear, fear of snakes. And there's, there's been a lot of talk about it and I've heard a bunch of um, like evolutionary discussion about it. But the idea is that the snake, like if you see the cobra and it comes up and it does that little like uh, hypnotic dance that it does. And it's actually pulling you into mesmerizing fascination. But it's an it's a predatorial maneuver to change the consciousness of the prey in order to eat it. And when you look at it from that point of view, it does become interesting where the ego does seem to, and I'm talking about dream states now, um, recognizing yourself in dream states, the ego does seem to have a predatorial nature and uses fascination as a weapon. And the problem with that is, I mean, the ego is good. The ego, I mean, I, I know for me right now, the progression that I'm dealing with when I find myself in a dream state, I'm not fully aware in that dream state. But when I wake up, I can't identify like how that dream state is different than me. 
Now that's a that's a that's a difference from where I was. There was some times before where I would look back, I'm like, that guy's not me, that guy's an idiot. But now I'm fooled. Like that guy's me. And so once once the ego body has that identity that's so close, like all of my secrets of um mesmerizing um weak points are known. And they're using all of that against you. So specifically stuff like ascension or moving in the right direction or gaining new insights. I mean, it's very, very tricky because it knows like that's what I'm mesmerized by now. I mean, you could take that back. You could rewind it, you know. 30 years ago and it could be you know lustful or something i mean it's always got your number is what i'm saying but now like when i look back and i see it i'm like holy cow like it knows exactly what i want to hear it knows exactly what i'll be mesmerized by and i can't quite figure out um i can't quite figure out how to bring the full awareness into that picture Yes, uh, on fascination too, I'd wrote down here in my notes that I wanted to do like versus gratitude and praise because in that sequence where, you know, you have good moments in life to where you get some kind of spiritual gift or attain, uh, you know, personal growth, my first wholehearted Thing, natural thing back to the universe was gratitude. I remember it was gratitude. It went straight back. Like I was grateful, which happens every time. Like this podcast that we listen to, like um, the gratefulness I have for that four hour gift is off the charts. But somehow that's where the tricky part goes because there's an easy transition from grateful to fascination. Yeah. And there's got to be a... Is that pride? I mean, yeah, if you had... if Yeah, but it's not the same pride, though. It's like a very... Um, now that you say it, I mean, you can't... You, you, don't, you don't see it coming, like pride of... Um, but, I, I mean, I, there's got to be some sort of bridge gratitude to fascination what gets you there and pride seems to be it's like pride in the moment you're witnessing right now and then like um because pride like it went really well over to like humbleness so the transfer from pride that i felt from the beginning where made me feel more humble yeah but like how do you feel humble during fascination like can you even see it at that point or is pride just not correct looking back on it i knew that I was going down a rabbit hole of fascination, but pride kept me going. Yeah. Because it normally, I mean, the fascination normally, I mean, it starts as like that mesmerizing thing, that mesmerizing mechanism, but it quickly turns into like realization. And then there's pride after the realization, like, look what I just realized. And then you gain more and more confidence in, in what you're seeing. Yep. You just keep doing that over and over in your head. And it's a state of state of fascination. It's just an intense focus on that state of fashion fascination. That's what makes the body feel really good. And you're like, and then you start to justify, well, it feels good. Yeah. It's tangible. Right. Yes. 
you can it, it feels good it's like you're it's like you're feeding the ego it's it's and so it tricks you you think you're doing good correct yeah i mean that goes straight but but the very first thing that i mean gratitude was effortless that's what i'm thinking that like uh fascination requires effort but there's a payoff gratitude was how can i not be grateful how can i not be grateful for today in that four-hour message that's not like i'm off to tonight and tomorrow there's nothing else to do like gratitude but like mind and ego wants to use force to go further saying no you're not done with that you need to examine it and go over in your head 400 times and make yourself feel really good doing it and then all of a sudden you're you're halfway in you're like you're observing what you're doing and obviously within looking back i knew it's like you understand what you're doing here you're you're in a fallen state it's called fascination <laughs> and and like i mean awareness kicks in at at points um but yeah, I got caught up in that. And then I wondered why I didn't have experience. And it's not anything to look at other than to look at myself and understand where you get sidetracked. It's like you're not going to have experience if you're in a fallen state. Same thing as being asleep. Might have been for like an hour yeah. or two and then oh, get back out of that. I... I know for me, and I'm just hearing you talk, um, I'm historically hearing you talk, like we even say, you know, you have a problem with God or the word God, um, but you, there could be some deeper stuff. Like I can hear it sometimes when you talk about um, God and there's, and I know it's in me. But you spend so much time, like seeing the God thing and the and the religious thing, and how it leads people astray. And then when you start pushing, like into that mystical, and like the experiences start rolling, like we don't have that initial mechanism to just sacrifice our will and accept the grander will, you know. So it's like dropping my will and accepting thy will and i know for me that's not like the first thing i that happens for me is like a very much me reaching for something like i haven't really got i mean when i stop and i accept the awareness and i start with gratitude like i know all that but i'm talking about in the moment of fascination it's it's not a surrender it's a grasping and it that could be just i threw you in on this i didn't mean to throw you under the bus with it but i know for me there's just such built up stuff with the whole idea of god i know i've moved past that now but there's like an old program that runs where once that mesmerizing and that fascination hits I think it becomes clear that it needs to be surrendered to with that thy will. Like, wh what what do you want here? What does this greater consciousness want here? What does the consciousness as a whole want here? But I can feel myself every time in that mystical push where it's very much a grasping to that experience grasping to not go down like not, to just not, take it and have it be mine to just grab onto the phoenix reborn to just grab just grab and hold on mm -hmm. rather than relax it's tension instead of relaxation right yeah i mean full awareness of 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 that whole process happening uh just 
grateful that I I had a different game plan today as far as when these things come and how to, like you said, not grasp. Just what well, I mean, I've, I'm experiencing gratitude from, you know, that nugget that we got today and keeping an eye out that the ego doesn't grab onto something. Like it wants to grab onto something to keep you from going down a path of ascension. I know we've mentioned it in the past, but it just came to me as listening to you and what we were just saying. A lot of, I know I've heard it from others, but what they say is like, as soon as you feel that mystical experience, just stop what you're doing and meditate right there. Which now that makes a lot of sense where I'm like, oh yeah, instead of even trying to deal with any of the, just stop, go quiet and send yourself in that moment. Which if you, if we can program that beforehand to where you recognize you're about to move into a moment of fascination, because that is one thing about them that you can kind of anticipate them. You, you know, like the mystical experience is building and it's like, okay, I'm about to, and then you can start to, um, prepare and make a game plan where once I start to have this experience, my goal is to center myself in meditation right there. So when I was listening to that podcast, a lot of it, like, I think I got home at four and I went and laid down on my back. I was listening to that podcast in a meditative state till you text me for this show tonight. It was like an hour and a half. So I was just staying right, right there. And that I seem to do uh, very well with receiving. It's tricky when you like happens, I think on the spiritual path a lot until you learn the lesson. When you have an experience that you feel like you've leveled up, the ego wants to grab onto, yeah, you're a badass now. You leveled up. Like it's not, I guess it is pride. It's got to be pride, but it, 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 it raises its game because it knows like it, it is more vulnerable. So if you're in gratitude, like it, it's, it's, it's grasping at you. No, come to the state of fascination. It's way better here. It's like fuel. Right. Feels good. Although gratitude feels good too. I mean, it's it's two different things we're talking about, but the relationship between the two are like opposite ends of the spectrum. But I'm observing how easy it was for me to stay in it for so long. But I've learned from it, so. Yeah. And it's definitely a big trap. I know, I mean, there's lots of warnings about fascination uh, in a lot of the materials you read. Um, I mean, even... Rogan's talked about it with like DMT experiences and stuff, how that you go in and it's, you're just bombarded with the fascination. Like you just complete overload. Like there's nothing that you can even, um, can even process just pure fascination. And it, it goes to show that there's something in the consciousness that is definitely, uh, susceptible to that, mode of attack um but i think it's a fine line like gratitude and praise hear about it in scriptures all the time you have effortless gratitude and praise the way you describe a bird whistling to you 
or a tree waving at you. The fascination is looked at as wonderment, but in the true definition, it's just your intense focus on something as a state of being. So the wonderment, it's really fascination really has a bad rap on the definition because true effortless wonderment is your true essence like that you're you're communing fascination is when it now you apply effort in an in an intense focused way in your brain because of what you see. Yeah, that's interesting when you, cause yeah, the birds and the trees, like there's definitely not fascination there, but then it makes you wonder, like if I visit the redwood forest and I see one of those crazy big ass trees, like, do you go into fascination? No, I think it's harder even. I mean, the more, I think it's kind of like your sexual transmutation and things you're, I think it sends you further into gratitude and, and praise because it's even more grander. Fascinating. So like, what, what, like, is that the person though? Like, so let's say like a sunset, a beautiful sunset. There's people who sit down and accept the beautiful sunset with gratitude but I would bet there's also people who sit down and are fascinated by the sunset. So is that all just a level of consciousness thing? Yeah. Or another one would be like, so take, um, take the ocean. You're standing on the beach looking out over the ocean, especially if you don't do it very often. Like it is, that one is almost mesmerizing because something is happening. I mean, you can definitely take it as gratitude, but the sensation is more like you're getting an understanding of how small you are because that ocean in front of you is so big. And then it represents like this, body of environment on the earth that is so large in front of you and if it wants to like it's just going to take you it's almost like the ego recognizes like this planet could just wipe me off it if it wanted to it gives you that sense of smallness i I think uh, everything that is popping up in my head is effortless or effort have you ever, like, if I'm on the beach with you, I'm looking at you effortlessly going back and forth with gratitude. Have you ever been on the beach with someone and they look at the sunset and they're like, oh, it's a pretty sunset. And it's all like brain, like yeah. effort. And you know, that's like, you're looking at the sunset, but you're not looking at the sunset. Like you can easily make that discernment. And then even in the brain, they could start like applying effort, like analyzing that beautiful sunset. If I'm standing on the beach with you and I'm observing you, I understand it's an effortless thing. But you could see 10 other people be fascinated by that sunset and know that there is no consciousness present. Because asleep people look at sunsets all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and and then the internal fascination, which I know is directly related to pride, because that's just when the construct starts piecing together large ideas and starts connecting dots. And there's definitely fascination that goes along in that. And I think that's definitely one where I'm susceptible to 
But that's what I started to put together after we were talking this week, where especially these days now, when I know and understand the um, the construct as it's happening and you have multiple wakes up of mental constructs happening, but then you, the problem is these days, like that podcast is a great example. Like you take it in and it is, it goes to the heart, but my brain and my construct has the ability to like start going over it and over it and over it. And then, but the issue is it'll be good. The construct will be good, but it'll be good at such a level that I can fall into fascination of my own construct. But the problem with that is, is if it's, it's a daily routine and then that turns into a nightly routine and then you can see it at night where it's like, Oh my God, it's the, um, the length at which I'm creating these things that I'm fascinated by, it's all happening in me. And so that's why I get so thankful for something like the birds, like the birds will whistle me out of one. And it's like something tapped me on the shoulder, like what you were just saying. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Cause that one had me, you know, but in the dream state, it doesn't seem to be like something operates on that level or I haven't found it yet. I mean, I've, I've asked for birds in my dreams. They don't seem to want to come visit me in my dreams. You're exactly right. You explained like the construct, like it's, it's perfectly okay. If you have, you know, you slip into a fascination and you know, you, you realize within minutes that you're, uh, going down, uh, a construct build of that fascination of what you're trying to dissect. Say it's that podcast we just listened to. And then within the first couple of minutes, what you just described is what I'm talking about when it gets to almost a fallen state to where you literally are going to have to sit down and do like, you know, specific mechanics, uh, hand meditation to break yourself out of it. Like it's taken ownership. Like it has momentum. I mean, it gets like that. It really like, you know, ripples your spiritual path because here. And those are created by the, the big time experiences. Correct. Because you can't help but go over them and over them and over them. True. I'm going to try to take what I got from, I, I, I would say, yeah, I would say this. I, I, I hear what you're saying with that, but if, if I have interest in revisiting it, what I'll do is I'll listen. It's kind of like if you, Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, I've probably read that book five to 10 times. I don't, I'm, I'm not fascinated by that book, but it's kind of like scripture. You go to the book and you'll if you you'll check in with Eckhart Tolle because you haven't seen him in a year, so you read his book again. So with this podcast, you know I got a lot, and I'm going to finish it tomorrow. I got 30 minutes left, and then you know I'm going to let that soak in. There was a it was a lot of for me and you is like a lot of confirmation. So I'm just letting that soak in and continue because there's a lot of synchronicity. It was a lot of don't analyze that because it's just screaming at you. Just keep going, keep going. You're, <laughs> right, you're, right. you're golden. Just keep going. What I'll do is in a week or two, I'll listen to that podcast, but maybe in a slightly different way, not as intently as the first time, but in one ear out the out, out the other to see if there's any gym that I missed that just bam hits me on the side of the face. That's the way I'm going to approach it for, but again, that's that's coming to me as like the, the tricky part for me is when I have, you know, I did have gratitude, but it's it's very easy for me not to go into fascination now from receiving. If I have an astral experience tonight, I'm going to have to pay attention. 
tomorrow because I'm going to want to like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to want to, my ego's want to going to want to get tripped up in fascination. Yeah. So that reminds me of when we were talking about like, do you talk about it or do you not talk about it? Yeah, but talking to it in your head is the same thing as you talking on a podcast to a lot of people. It's still like right. hitting the delete button as far as progression. Right. What's done in yeah. secret doesn't matter if you do it. You, I mean, it's kind of like the as above, so below, but as in, in the closet in your head, so it might as well be in the light. <laughs> There's got to be something <laughs> for that. It doesn't matter if you actually speak it, but if you're doing it in your head for two hours, it's the same thing as speaking it. Right. So, yeah, it doesn't matter if I told you on the podcast, if I was in fascination for two hours driving down the road tomorrow, it's the same effect. Yeah, so how do you think you fight it? Um, I mean, obviously, just awareness. So is that um, like more commitment to like the object of the awareness, like especially in those times? So you you know you're susceptible to fascination. And because you know you're susceptible to fascination, you then double down on the object of your awareness and that discipline? Yes, very much so. I mean, all from all the stuff that we're doing, um, especially the breath. And uh, for me, it's discipline. It's accountability. Um there was probably a time five minutes in where my awareness tapped on my sho- shoulder and I ignored it. Yeah. You know, we're too spiritually awake that that moment doesn't happen. Like after five minutes in your awareness is tapping on your shoulder. That's happening. But at some point you're saying to yourself or your ego is saying, no, it feels good. I'm going to press on. That can't happen, and that's discipline and accountability. And I know it's really minute, and we're like super microscope here, but I mean, I just I basically explain the ups and downs of my spirituality and how that happens. If the awareness taps on your shoulder and you say no to it, well, I mean, it, it it's not the it's not like your spiritual path ends, but there's like um, karmic laws in play. Like you just don't pop out of it and you you have to endure the karmic law of the lesson. You know, it's funny. It makes me wonder because if you ask me like, why have we been so devoted to the breath? I would have an answer like, well, There's the Buddhist philosophy with the air sign and the air consciousness merges with you and speaks back with you. And from there, you have the mind's eye position to start dredging your own mental uh, cleanliness. But now when I look at it, I'm like, did we just figure out a discipline beforehand to handle fascination? Which is what we've been doing on this path. Yeah. Like even before we're super awake, there was seeds that were planted that were like, oh, we knew that was coming. Right. That's always works like that. Like you think you're doing something for some reason, but you're not. You're doing it for some other thy will reason that you don't even know yet. It's like that over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's it turning into an effortless thing, though. I mean, it's it's a good mechanics tool to use throughout the day, but whether you have fascination, it's it doesn't affect you anymore. I mean, you're still going to practice that um, breath, but I, I 
I was aware going through my first doorway today too, which I never am. And I noticed that I noticed that all on, on the, uh, the heels of he's beginning to believe after I figured out what an agent was in a lucid dream I had last night, which was pretty impactful. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. So it makes you wonder it's, it like is fascination because if you talk about the breath, like, the way that like the attention revolution is talking about the breath, like what that guy uh, was talking about today in terms of like the two different awakenings, the one awakening in the physical and then the awakening again in the astral. And that's obviously like what we've been talking about for a little while now and understanding that we're pushing for that second awakening. But a lot of, it's kind of like what he was saying in the beginning, when you go through spiritual material and spiritual teachings, like sometimes you're going over stuff and you're, you're, you're learning techniques, but it's for the physical awakening. And which makes, which makes you wonder like that breath work. And I like the breath work because it was a seed planted. And now, Instead of, you know, you have the birds, but I also have like my own breath now. So any systems that you can build to remind you to be present is all gravy. So sometimes, it, you know, you take that deep breath just naturally. It's, oh, oh, there's, there I am. So, and, but that's coming from me. That's an internal reminder. So it's not as if like you're learning stuff or practicing discipline that, um, is not useful. But after listening to him, I'm like, I don't even know if that's necessarily the path we're on. If, if we break through fascination and gain full awareness there, is that the drop into the ocean? Without the death of the astral, so it so two levels you're saying gain awareness there and then the death, correct? Yeah, which is off off of the Matrix, the documentary. Uh, to do that rendition of. Neo having an awakening in the physical and then Neo having an awakening in the astral, which was last Tuesday. And then today having that four hour podcast where this anonymous man comes on this podcast and shares experience not spiritual teacher stuff experience of what it means to walk around as an enlightened person, but also stating what we've already stated. Like I told you, I don't know if it's last week, but before that I've stopped at spirituality which was what a lot of people do. I stopped at spirituality. Like almost everyone who experiences spirituality, be still and know. Stillness can get you spirituality. What I discovered with you on our intense path the last eight months is the revelation that there's a second awakening and it's been backed up with me and you by so many experience, experiential synchronicities. That's blaringly <laughs> hyper-focused on moving forward towards the mystical and in doing that, like 
preparing and buttoning up all every little nook and cranny that your ego has been surviving on. So it hit me so hard because that's me like all over. Like I, if you never would have had your awakening, I'm just here as who I am until the day I die. And that's what a lot of people do. But for some reason, I don't know if it's just relative to us because we're on this path, but it seems like a lot of people have discovered what uh, physical awakening is, which is merely like scratching the surface according to experience. And we described on the last podcast how a movie, which is basically a documentary, describes in detail the correct sequence all the way until that solar astral body, which is the Christ incarnate. And it's in a sci-fi movie. Who knows if the creators even knew if, if that's what they were doing or not. Followed up by this podcast, who gave that same sequence just in his way. That was a Matrix documentary, and he never even mentioned the movie. He just put it in his own words and said, yep, I am in 100% agreement," And uh, I've had the experience of it, too. It's basically, so me and you like spiritual teachers are heartwarming experiential people like having these, they hit us so freaking hard because we know what that is. You know yeah. what experience is. And when you hear someone with that kind of an experience from the heart, it's so synchronistic. It's not even funny. It's like, Oh my God, how can it be followed up by this? Like, how can it be followed up by an anonymous person who I'll never know the name to. How can that be? It's just meant to be. I mean, it from my point of view, it, it's just, um, there were, I mean, that's where the effortlessness becomes clear because there wasn't any like decisions I was making. And then once I call you, there's no decisions you're making. It's almost like the knock on the doors coming from the other side. Yes. At this point, it seems as though the knock on the door for me. Yeah. And for you too, is coming from the other side. And maybe that's the way it is from the mystical. Let me just share this lucidity last night the last part of my dream and how it's synchronistic with leading into this podcast too because everything we talked about as far as in the matrix last week obviously our focus is like i know what the last 25 years of my life is i know what stillness is like it will bring you to an enlightened state right uh, beyond thought but that's still like I think they were saying number four, like um, 4D, which is, it's literally like scratching the surface of the 5D. Total awesome relief in this place. Great place to be. Like, it's not even discovered on whether or not any person should ever push back past that. You know, I don't know the answer to that. We know, we know we feel compelled and something feels like it's knocking back at us to go forward. So all we've ever done since we started the podcast is try not to plan what we say, stay committed to presence, and keep moving forward. That's all we've ever done. We've never tried to force anything or, or, or you know, the, at, at minimal, we come up with one thing like fascination we can talk about at minimum sometimes maybe a couple sentences starts us off but last night in my lucidity leading up to this and everything that we discovered 
I had some lucidity until about 4.30 in the morning, and I woke up and I wrote it down. There were some people that were very recognizable in the um, in the dream, which which gave me a lot of meaning, a lot of objects that were in that gave me a lot of meaning. But it sent me to after I woke up at four thirty and wrote it down. You know, you you've already gotten up and you know turned the light on and done some writing. So at this point, I lay back down, but it's hard for me to go back to sleep. But my mind's eye, I already know like okay, this is a really good time to just let your mind's eye go because it can be really active and you're almost, you're in between states. So it's a good time to practice, you know, letting your mind's eye go, especially 4.30 to 6. I couldn't even think of a better time to do that. So I, with the knowledge of that, I just kind of let it go. <clears throat> and then as you know, things are happening or, or in my mind's eye, I'm fall, I finally fall back asleep. But from 4.30 to 6, I learned a lesson about, like, fear. I learned a lesson about, like, when, when I was in lucidity, like, from whatever to 12, 4.30, I was, like, in the age group of elementary school. Like, I was concerned about what the teachers were going to think because it was the second day of school and I woke up at eight twenty six, and I was in the middle of first period. I remember being fearful. I remember being scared, like how I'm going to, what are they going to think? Am I going to, am I going to, uh, you know, get deducted for, you know, missing the first day? Oh, now it's the second day. Okay, and I was even going through this in my mind, like I'm going to go to school on the third day, but I'm already going to have two absent days. I was saying that. So I come out of that lucidity and I'm like, where is this fearful, scared little boy coming from? And so then I'm just, you know, pondering on that. And then I go to six o'clock and I learn some lessons from four thirty to six. You know, I, I have some epiphanies. So I didn't even realize that the alarm went off, but from six to six thirty I actually fell back asleep again. And I'm sitting in <clears throat> like a restaurant and I have this guy uh, who's sitting to the right of me, but he's sitting at another table. And he's going back and forth with me, but you can tell he's trying to invoke fear in me. Like he's trying to get a reaction. Like I'm not doing something he wants me to do. And he's trying to paint that as bad or whatever. I'm starting to pick up on it because I just learned a lesson from 430 to six. Like I've just like had epiphanies, but in lucidity, unawareness, you're like, you're trying to wake yourself up, right? So the man gets up and he comes right before I wake up and he puts his hand on my hand and he said, we have to be on the same page. And at that moment, I saw him for what he was. I knew his energy was off and I stood up and I kind of shoved the table, you know, into him as though I knew he was being aggressive towards me, but I really didn't know how. And then the alarm went off and I woke up. But in that moment, I was coming to my awakening where I knew what an agent was. He was disguising him and using fear to try to keep me asleep. Because in the astral, if he keeps me asleep by using fear, you'll never wake up. Because it's almost like it's 10 times worse than in the physical. If you get the breath like in five minutes, but in the astral, it takes like a freaking sledgehammer. That's why the solar astral body is like the Christ incarnate. How many people have ever done that? It's not necessarily an easy thing to do to die in the astral, but we all discovered like this is what to the precipice of my whole point is. I don't know how it gets to this, but I, I feel like we see it until you take the bullet in the chest in the astral. But I know it's coming because of all the synchronistic events that have got us to this point. 
now I'm opening doors like, oh my God, when's the bullet going to hit me in the chest? And what happens when that does? Oh.